It can be nerve wracking. So eliminating any fears about the procedure hopefully helps make this experience easier for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Your Birth Bestie podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to learn more about what the dating ultrasound is, why it's standard in prenatal care, what the test is looking for, how accurate they actually are, and hopefully the answer to whatever questions you have about this topic. If you haven't followed the show yet, just a reminder to do so, and you will get a notification every Tuesday that a new episode has been released. Hey there, I'm Beth Connors, a midwife and mom of two, but also your birth bestie. In this podcast, we'll dive deep into everything you need to feel confident, prepared, and in control from baby bump to delivery room, from practical tips to personal stories. We'll cover it all so you know exactly what to expect every step of the way. Let's get into it. So let's first talk about what exactly a dating ultrasound is. And it's really just an ultrasound done in that first trimester around 8 to 12 weeks to best determine your estimated due date. You may have also heard it called a viability ultrasound. Viability meaning that they would be confirming three things, that baby has a heartbeat, that they are in the uterus, and this would rule out an ectopic pregnancy, and then the number of babies that you're carrying. This ultrasound can be a helpful tool to use if maybe you don't know your exact day of conception or didn't keep a close eye on when you were most fertile or your ovulation day, which is totally okay. That is not a method that everyone wants to use and some pregnancies aren't necessarily expected. So just keep that in mind too. It's a standard ultrasound that is usually done at the time of your first prenatal visit, maybe a little bit sooner depending on the clinic, but it is never mandatory. I do want to tell you, though, that the reason why they are pushed so hard for in the hospital a lot of the times is that dating ultrasounds do help establish a reliable due date for pregnancy. And of course, the hospital system loves data and numbers and setting moms to certain standards for when their babies should be born. But remember that no technology can tell you with exact certainty how many weeks you are in your pregnancy or how many weeks your baby will need to fully develop to be ready to be born. That's why the anticipation at the end of pregnancy is so hard because it can literally happen anytime between 37 and 42 or more weeks. And that is normal for your baby to be born. So even with the dating ultrasound, if you get that done, and ovulation predictor test, we still have absolutely no idea when the exact time is that you will have your baby. And if we did, that would be really very helpful, but unfortunately we don't. So until that happens, please remember that just because you get a dating ultrasound, if you do, it doesn't mean that you should be held to a certain standard based on those dates of when you should have your baby. Knowing a general idea of baby's fetal development and gestational age allows your healthcare team to offer support at the right time, including information about screenings for you during your pregnancy, different tests and interventions. But for low-risk pregnancies, please remember that with every part of your care plan offered to you throughout your entire pregnancy, you should be given enough information and enough time to ask questions to be sure that moving forward if you choose to do so or maybe declining something is the right fit for you. Some of the more time-sensitive decisions that are made throughout your own pregnancy that I talk about with my clients about are genetic testing, gestational diabetes screening around 28 weeks, and alternative options to that glucola drink that's given in the hospital, 
GBS swab at 36 weeks and if you want to get tested or not, and if you would want treatment with antibiotics if you are positive in labor. We also talk about routine vaccination and pregnancy, additional ultrasounds, and many other things depending on your situation. So if you're interested in working with me as your pregnancy and birth coach, I would love to chat with you to see if we'd be a good fit to work together. I offer an online birth course and more personalized support packages for pregnant moms looking to take control of their birth and be completely informed during pregnancy and before labor starts. I love helping moms learn their choices and feel confident standing up for what they want to really have the best experience possible. So if you're interested to learn more, please contact me by submitting an inquiry on my website, bethconnors.com, or send me a DM on Instagram at bethconnors underscore CNM. So now let's talk a little bit more about the best time to get your first trimester ultrasound. And that's usually recommended up until 13 weeks and six days of pregnancy because it's the most accurate time to establish the gestational age. The crown rump length is the measurement that they will do during the ultrasound for baby, and this has an accuracy of plus or minus five to seven days. So keep that in mind too. If you go you know, past your due date, that you may be more or less pregnant than is originally thought, and it's really just not an exact science. The longer you wait to get an ultrasound, the accuracy actually does decrease for predicting your most accurate due date. So an ultrasound done between 18 and 28 weeks of gestation, the accuracy can actually be plus or minus two full weeks. And then after 28 weeks, off by three weeks or even more, which makes a difference, right? When you're planning for your baby and different tests and interventions that might be offered to you. So if you are unsure of your predicted dates due to irregular menstrual cycles, maybe you have another baby that you are also breastfeeding and haven't had a cycle yet, but are pregnant, reasons like this where it is very hard to know otherwise how far along you are, using an ultrasound can be very helpful. But again, it's not required. There are other ways that you, you know, as you progress through your pregnancy, you can get an idea of how far pregnant you actually are. These include things like when you can hear heart tones on a Doppler, where your fundus is, or you know that's the top of your uterus that they're measuring in pregnancy. They measure from your pubic bone to your fundus, the top, and they're measuring that to see how many centimeters your belly is to then correlate that with how many weeks pregnant you are. And you can also tell how pregnant you are kind of based on the first kicks or flutters. So of course, that's not accurate as well, but this gives you an idea with all of these things together about how far along you may be and how your pregnancy is progressing. So these are general estimates of how far along you are in your pregnancy. If you do decide to move forward and schedule a first ultrasound to check in on baby and get the most accurate due date, you should also know what to expect, right? It can be nerve-wracking, so eliminating any fears about the procedure hopefully helps make this experience easier for you. I know for me, with being pregnant with my third baby and being blessed to have not experienced a loss myself personally, I worry with each pregnancy that my quote-unquote luck is running out, and I was actually really nervous for my first ultrasound at eight weeks with this third baby. My uterus is also tilted, 
and makes it really hard for the sonographers to find my babies in the past. And this time wasn't an exception either. So I was like, I swear something is in there. I feel so nauseous. I've peed on a lot of sticks and they've been positive. Please just show me my baby. And I was starting to get a little bit anxious and everything was fine. But had I not known that it could take time to find the baby, and I'm talking like, you know, more than five minutes, um, and knowing exactly what to expect when they call you back for your appointment, it would have been so much harder and so much more stressful. And I want you to avoid that if possible. So depending on when you schedule your appointment, the first thing to be aware of is that there are two ways to potentially see your baby. One less invasive option is an abdominal scan, and the other is a transvaginal ultrasound where a probe is inserted vaginally. Your sonographer will either insert it if that is necessary, or you also have the option to insert the probe as well if you're more comfortable with that. It's really hard to say, though, where the cutoff is to have an abdominal ultrasound over a transvaginal one, but usually 8 to 10 weeks, an abdominal scan is sufficient. But if it's difficult maybe to find your baby or something like that, they may request to do a transvaginal ultrasound if that's okay with you. And if it is, great. But if it's not, you can always come back and reschedule another ultrasound when you are a few more weeks pregnant and hopefully things will be easier to see via abdominal ultrasound. But knowing this before you schedule, I think is helpful and hopefully eases some anxiety. I know for me, with my first pregnancy, I scheduled that first dating ultrasound at eight weeks because that's when the clinic recommended. And it was a vaginal ultrasound that I was definitely not expecting. My second pregnancy, I was eight weeks and it was just a bedside abdominal ultrasound that was actually done while I was in midwifery school and clinical. I had my preceptor scan my belly because I was just excited and thought, why not? Um, Just wanted to be sure that everything was okay. So that was fun. Um, And then with this third baby, I had an abdominal ultrasound also done at eight weeks and was able to see everything necessary. So you do have options there as well, just knowing that moving forward as you schedule your first ultrasound. And once the sonographer does find your baby, which can take a few minutes just with how small they are, how much they kind of move around and just with the anatomy of your own body. So it can take a couple minutes you'll be able to see baby on the screen and then you will count the number of babies you're carrying, making sure that the baby is in the uterus and then you will will be able to see um, a little flickering heartbeat. Um, It's very, very faint and it is there as early as six weeks gestation. And then they also might assess your ovaries and cervical length, which is a a measurement that can assess your risk of preterm labor, but they don't always do that either. There really isn't much more to see at this point, but it is really cool to have that reassurance and know that a baby is really in there. Even if you are feeling awful, sometimes it's hard to believe that reality that you are pregnant um, and see that baby's heartbeat for the first time. Sometimes they're moving around a little bit, which is fun. So it's really just an incredible experience for me each time. And, you know, even though I feel so nauseous and so tired in the first trimester, it never really feels real until I see my baby on the monitor. So I do love the emotional aspect too for that first ultrasound. And it really can be a special time if this is something that you choose. 
I hope this information on what is either called a dating ultrasound, viability ultrasound, confirmation ultrasound, or a first trimester ultrasound has been helpful for you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I enjoy recording these episodes each week and hope you will be back again to join me next week. I would also love to connect with you to hear where you're listening from and how far along you are in your pregnancy journey. At any point, if you are looking for resources on pregnancy, birth, or postpartum, definitely check out the show notes for what I've created to help expecting moms, or send me a message and I would love to help you find the best support for your situation. Thank you so much, and I will be back here again next Tuesday. Bye, everyone.